Uh, my name is Stephen. I'm one of the pastors. It's good to be with you all. I help kind of oversee and give some leadership to community groups. So yeah, you can get in one uh, here this month, uh, January 15th. Those registrations will be open. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year. I appreciate it. How many of you guys made it to, to midnight? How many of you are like, it, it's 9 o'clock in New York. Like, I, 9 o'clock, I can just watch it in New York, so why do I stay up till midnight? How many of you are there? Yeah. Here's the other deal. If you're, if you're a parent of newborns, this is just a Tuesday, right? You're up at midnight anyway. See that going on. It's good to be together. Uh, I'm really excited that we got the kids here with us today on this first day of 2023. I know we got some kids in here for the very first time. Even my son is one of them. And so it's just good to have you with us. It was good for all of us to get to see what happens in the kids' classrooms. Um, Jamie, that was awesome. Thanks for leading us through that. That was great. Uh, but I also want to explain to our kids, like, what are we doing here right now? We, we come and we sing songs to Jesus because he deserves praise. He is the king. He's the savior. He's the Lord. And also what we come here is we study the Bible. We come here and we, we look at the Bible because we believe this is the true story of the world. We believe that this is the story that changes our lives. And we come here to remember this good news. We come here to remember this and invite God to change us. That's what we're here to do. And, and this is good news that should get us excited. And so, and this isn't just a time for somebody to talk and then we have to have passive listeners. No, there's going to be times where we're going to read things together. We're all asking, are you tracking with me? Amen. And this is a time for us to be active participants, not passive observers. And so, because we're a family and this is a family gathering. And so, uh, Again, Happy New Year to you. We tracking with that, what we're doing? Happy New Year to you. I got a question to kick us off, and it's, it's one you should expect on New Year, and it's how many of you guys have like a New Year's resolution that you're, you, you've got planned? Or you're just like, hey, I want to I press into this this New Year. Anybody? Yeah, for our family, my wife and I, we got coffee, and uh, we got to just map out things we want to press into in 2023, things we want to just see differently. Um, the maybe uncomfortable question is, how many of you guys had resolutions last year and actually stuck through them like the whole year, right? Far fewer, <laughs> if we're honest, right? For me, I'm right there with you. This last year was like the first time ever that I really stuck with a resolution the whole year. And I had a resolution of just getting more physically healthy. Uh, I had a resolution. I just wanted to uh, get at a healthier weight for me. And for, for me, I was actually able to see like 25, 30 pounds being lost, which was really encouraging, which is, is, is awesome. But then also there's a catch-22 with that, that... When you lose that, there's also like, you actually had that to lose. <laughs> so it's a bit of like, oh man, because about a year ago, I'll confess to you, everything was going on with our son and I was doing some stress eating. I was doing some comfort eating, a lot of fourth meal, and I was not swole. I was swollen, uh, <laughs> if you will. Uh, I was joking with the kids and we were saying like, looking at some old pictures like, daddy, daddy got stung by a bee everywhere <laughs> going on, but you know, there's times in the year, there's something about January 1st. It's an interesting cultural moment. And resolutions of self-improvement are in the air, right? Reflections on, on resolutions. There's a hope for a new year that just surrounds us. It's all around us, right? My question is, what if this isn't just a culturally driven moment? What if in all of this, it's actually the grace and mercy of God calling us back to what's real, calling us back to what we were actually made for? What if all of this, this moment we're in, is actually God calling us back to himself? So what I want to do just to start this time, I want to ask God now to help us see this, to experience this. And so what I'll do is just pray and let's invite God to recalibrate, to reorient our lives on this first day of 2023. So pray with me. Jesus, we thank you for a new year. 
We thank you for all the things that happened in 2022 that were your grace. And we thank you for all the things that were difficult that you brought us through in 2022. Lord, I pray that this first day of 2023 would be recalibrating. It would be reorienting, that it would be a day to remember what is real and have that shape our lives, that we might live lives that are more like you. Uh, Lord, would you even this morning uh, fill our head with good things, the good things of you. Pray this in your name. Amen. All right. So to kick us off, church family, I got a quote from a pastor in Washington, D.C. His name is Duke Kwan. It'll be up on the screen. He says this, the notion of the new year is itself pure grace. Interminable linearity of time would be an insufferable curse to fallen creatures such as us who are desperate for new beginnings. What he's saying is, if there was no reset, if we were just on day 1,437,855, that would be exhausting. There'd be something that we'd be aching for to restart, right? He says that today is some kind of day one, is a gift. And we, we feel this, but why? Like nothing changed this morning. We realize that, right? Like nothing changed this morning on January 1st, but we have this micro sense of renewal, of hope and relief. The question is, why do we long for new beginnings and fresh starts? Why do we long for this? Because deep down, we know we need one. Why do we long for renewal? Because we know we need it. And so I would argue that this New Year holiday, it's actually pointing to three big picture desires that we were made for, things that we ought not dismiss, but we ought to direct to the one who can actually deliver. That's where we're going today. We're going to jump in and look at three big picture things that New Year points to, that we ought not dismiss, but direct to the one who can deliver. So number one, what New Year is pointing to, uh, you can go to the next slide, is we long, New Year shows that we long to be made new. So let's just start with resolutions. Like fundamentally, (laughs) resolutions reveal a desire for a new life. We want to be somebody that doesn't look at screens four hours a day. We want to be somebody that's not, you know, eating, you know, fourth meal. We want to be somebody that doesn't need a cup of coffee in the morning. Like whatever our, our, our resolution is, it shows a desire for a new life. And deep down, even in the places we don't talk about, we long to be different. We long to be different. But this better life, this better you, this even if you crush your resolutions and you totally accomplish them, even that version of you. The question is, is it really enough? So what we're going to do is we're going to poke at ourselves a little, have some fun this morning on this first day of 2023. Uh, There's a quote we used to share at my old church, and it was, we take God seriously, but not ourselves. So we're going to embrace that here today. We're going to poke, have some fun here. Uh, So let's talk about some resolutions. Many of us, let's be honest, we've got a resolution, maybe for some more like physical fitness. There's a, you know, we want to get healthy. Gym memberships are going to explode, right? And for me, there, there was, you know, lost some weight, hit my resolution, but it didn't make me whole. Uh, Whole30 will not make us whole. Some of y'all need to hear that. Sorry to burst your bubble on this January 1st. Uh, Whole30 will not make you whole. It was nice, but it didn't make me new. And the temptation is here a year later that the temptation is just press in further. The temptation is you just didn't go far enough, Stephen, because there's all these cultural pressures. You need to look this way, weigh weigh this much. You need to be this type of person. If you just, Stephen, had those six-pack abs, right? You know, if 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 you could just fit in that dress, if you just had those muscles, right? Like, if you just had that ideal weight, whatever that may be. Like, you know, if you could just go back to your prime, you know, like, if you could just get that eye-turning wow version of you, the culture says, like, then you'll be satisfied. And I'm here to tell you, 
that will not satisfy the itch in your soul to be made new. There is no pant size. There is no muscle that is going to scratch the itch to be made new. A size zero version of you will not satisfy the itch of eternity written on your heart. A new looking you, a new looking me does not make us new. Some of us, though, our resolutions have nothing to do with physical fitness. They might have to do with more like, I want to start that side hustle. I want to open that business. We're going to try to add some zeros to our bank account, right? Like we're going to try to get into that. And for some of us, you're like, add some zeros. All I see is zeros after Christmas and inflation of what 22 has been. All I see is zeros. I got you covered. Some of us are like, man, I'm going to go after that corner office. Or maybe just graduate from the office in the corner of the bedroom. How many are you with me, right? Home offices sounded so good at first. Until you realize you have toddlers who don't understand office hours and closed doors and just like, please, I'm on a, I'm on a call. Don't bang on my bedroom door, please. Uh, it sounded so good at first. All of this, like, it's nice, but it can't make us new. Nothing wrong with wanting to be more physically healthy, wanting to, wanting to pursue some dreams and, and some financial goals. No, that's necessarily wrong. It's nice, but it can't make us new. For some of us, resolutions might look more like this. Have ambitions to buy that house, to get a ring on that finger. Students, you're dreaming about getting accepted into that college. It's getting close to that time, right? Passing that AP test, making that varsity sports team, getting that girl to go to homecoming. You know what I'm talking about? And the temptation is, if I just had that, or if that was just true about me, then I'd be different. Then I would be new. But is that really true? Is that really true? Because here is the reality. New circumstances in our lives, they don't give us new life. A new set of circumstances does not make us new. These things are not bad, but they cannot make us whole. They may make us better, but they can't make us new. And I don't want us to miss this. There is no New Year's resolution. There is no 2023 dream that can renew or restore or redeem us. There is none. There is no resolution that can restore, redeem, uh, renew us. And I would be a sorry excuse of a preacher if I didn't get up here and say, but there is someone who can. There is someone who can. And this is what Christianity is all about. See, Jesus offers something Peloton never can. Jesus offers something that a college acceptance letter never can, students. Jesus offers something that a relationship in a size zero never can. I want us to listen to what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. I'm actually going to invite some people on the screen. Let's all read this together. Again, we're, we're, we're in this together. This isn't just a passive thing. We're active here. Let us read this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If anyone, rich, poor, young, old, doesn't matter your background, your checkered past, if anyone is in Christ, if you have surrendered to Jesus, you are a new creation. This is who you are. This is your identity, whether we feel like it or not, and that's good news. This is who we are today, now. You are a new creation if you are in Christ. My question is, has this sunk into your bones yet? Has it sunk into your bones yet? Because this is how your heavenly Father sees you. This is our identity if we have put our faith in Jesus. And I want to say, if you have not trusted yet in Jesus, look at what he offers. 
nothing short of new life. And if you have put your trust in Jesus, let us remember who we are. We are new in Jesus. See, following Jesus, surrendering to Jesus, trusting in Jesus, it's such a monumental, new, radical, identity-shaping, life-orienting, all-encompassing reality that Jesus uses another picture. He says that we are born again. And I'm no biologist, (laughs) but I do know this about being born. You and I, we can't conjure that up for ourselves. We can't just create that, right? Like the, the guy in John 3, his name's Nicodemus, who Jesus said, you gotta be born again to inherit eternal life. Nicodemus says, you're telling me, Jesus, I got to get back up in my mama's womb. <laughs> that ain't happening, Jesus. And the thing is, he's right. And kids, if you're confused about what I'm saying, your parents would love to explain it to you over lunch. They would absolutely love to explain, what was, what was Stephen talking about? Parents, you're welcome. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. But joking aside, don't miss the profound reality that Jesus is talking about here. He's saying being born again, we can't do that ourselves. We need someone to deliver us. We need someone to save us. We need someone to give us new birth. And 1 Peter 1.3 has some good news for us. It'll be up on the screen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he, God, not you, not me, not us, not my effort, not your good intentions, not how well we stack up to the people around us, right? He, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Don't miss this. Jesus offers something better than a better you. He offers new life. Jesus offers something better than a better you. He offers a completely new life. See, we say things like, new year, new you. We were joking about even as staff this morning. New year, new you. Deep down, we long to be made new. New year is longing for renewal. But it can only be found in one source, Jesus Christ, who is the author of life. We just sang it. He's the way. He's the truth. He is the life. It is only through his life, his death, his resurrection, that any of this is possible. Because Jesus' death marks the end of the old. And Jesus' resurrection marks the beginning of the new. Are you with me? Are you with me? So taking a step back, big picture. What are we talking about? New year is longing for things. Number one, there's a longing to be made new. And number two, we long to live with a new power. We don't just long to be made new. We long to live with a new power. We want to be different people who live according to a good way, with a real power towards a real purpose. And again, good news. This is what Christianity is about. This is, this is at the heart of our faith. So we're going to do, we're going to keep poking at ourselves. We're going to keep looking at some of these the resolutions, right? Like we want real power. We can loosen up. We can take a deep breath, right? We want real power to stop eating like junk food. I have a question for you. What, what, is, what is your kryptonite when it comes, you open the pantry, you open the fridge and that's sitting there like, oh no, you, you, we, right now we're about to throw all those things out, right? What is it for you? What, pizza, Yeah. All those things sound wonderful. Here's mine. My savory is chips and salsa. I, you, you leave some Juanita's chips and leave me some good pico de gallo in the fridge. That, that is not safe. That is not safe. I'll tell you, the uh, Mexican food restaurant that gives you the endless chips and salsa, I just want to say, Lord, would you bless those restaurants? <laughs> All I need is like one taco. I can just eat those. I mean, I, I'm in a bad spot. I'm like, take these away. I, I, I got... 
I want power to stop. My sweet, this year, I have rediscovered a love for white chocolate. White chocolate's great. It, it is the sweet. And some of you are like, it's not even chocolate. I'm like, you're not even chocolate. Get out of here. Like, some of you are like, I like dark chocolate. I was like, so you like bitter things for dessert. Congratulations. You, I guess you can have a trophy. Uh, they're not handing out awards because you like bitter chocolate. Congratulations. But we're joking. Aside, we want real power. To have self-control, to not look at our screen. Every Sunday, I get the notification that's like, how many hours was I looking a day? I want real power to have real self-control. We want real power to stop losing our tempers and to stop being impatient towards our kids and, you know, losing it at them, right? And all the kids in here are like, hallelujah, amen. <laughs> Even my kids. I, I, when I, I'm not above any of this, right? Again, I'm poking the finger at myself. Like, <laughs> I'll, you know, I get chippy. I lose my temper. And, I, and when I do it, my son, we taught him the fruit of the spirit. And my son will say, like, Daddy, and I'm, 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 I'm hot, you know. And he's like, Daddy, remember the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Daddy, fruit of the spirit. And he goes, there's goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And I'm like, who taught him this? Who taught him this? We want real motivation. To stop that, right? We want real, real power to start working out to be healthy with real, real, real motivation that actually lasts past January. Those gym memberships that got real cold come April. You know, we want, we want real motivation that, that, to read our Bibles. This is a good thing. We should all be jumping in to, to renewed focus on reading the scriptures. That's a good thing. We need some real motivation that, you know, actually lasts past the, the lists in Leviticus and the names and numbers, right? You get there in mid-February, just boom, get hit. <laughs> I want some real motivation. Like, help me. Right? We want a real power. We can get serious with some of these things too, right? Like, we want a real power to stop drinking. Real power to stop looking at those images and videos online. To stop running to those places that didn't deliver last year and they're not going to deliver this year. We want a real power to see real victory and experience real life change. We've got to be honest. We can't conjure that up ourselves. It's not just like, hey, do better. Try harder this year. Hopefully you can do it. We need a power that's beyond us. And from this longing, 2 Timothy 1 says this. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power. Somebody say power. power. Say it again. Somebody say power. power. But the spirit gives us power and love and self-discipline. You want power to change. I want power to change. Here in 2023, you want power to change. God gives you his spirit and it's a spirit of power and love and self-control. We can really change because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and gives you life. Resurrection power dwells in you, Christian. You can kill sin. You can live differently. You can change. You can grow because he is able. See, Jesus offers something better than grit. Jesus offers something better than the power of positive thinking. He offers the Spirit of God. Greater is he who is in us, who is the Spirit, than he who is in the world. Greater is he who is in us. He also gives us a community of brothers and sisters that spur us on to love and follow Jesus, even when we don't have the strength and lift us up, spur us on. If you've ever done, I wasn't just planning on sharing this, but like, you always run faster when you're running with others. You can put on extra weight if you know you have a spotter. Let us be that type of community for one another. See, New Year, it longs for a power to change, but it can't create it. 
New Year wants to change, but it can't actually create it. You and I, we, were, we want to live differently and start new habits. And that's good. I'm not, I'm not here. We've maybe heard that message, that critiqued resolution. I don't think that's helpful. I think these desires are good. So let's actually look to the one, though, who can deliver, the one who changes everything, the one who gives a power that changes our life, that changes our identity, that changes our destiny, that changes eternity. And his name is Jesus. Again, you with me? Big picture. New Year reveals that we long to be made new. We long to live with a new power. And number three, we long for a new world. We feel that hope for 2023. Do you feel it this morning? Maybe 2023 will be different. I'll just be honest, after these last three years, they've been hard. They've been hard for all of us. These have been hard. When I hear COVID news, I just feel like triggered. I'm being serious. I've never experienced anxiety like the last three years. These years were horrible. You know, everything that's happened, you've heard our story with, with some of our health stuff as a family. I never want to go back. We long to live in a truly post-pandemic world. We long for a world of peace. We long for the war in Ukraine to end. We long to live in a world without disease and death and war and loss and riots and political turmoil, poverty, injustice. We long to live in a world where things are the way they're supposed to be. And again, what if I told you that this is exactly what Christianity is all about? See, our ache for a post-pandemic world, our ache for 2023 to be different, and we should feel this way, is ultimately an ache in our bones for God to make all things new. And good news, this is the heart of God. This is his mission that he is working all of history towards, and we're one step closer to it today. This is our destiny in Christ. What I want to do is I just want to read three scriptures over us. And if you want to close your eyes, if you want to take a photo of these, you can. But I just want to let these scriptures wash over us anew. Ephesians 1, 9 and 10. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. 2 Peter 3 but we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. Revelation 21, one through five. This is where all of history is headed. This is one of the last words of the Bible. This is our destiny. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, and that is Jesus, he said, Behold, I am making all things new. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. We long to live in a world without the stain of sin, without the residue of the curse, and every tear is one day wiped away. We long for this world. We long to be at peace. We long to be reconciled to others. We long to dwell with God. 
We long for our faith to be made sight. We long for a world where death and pain is no more, but life and justice and love and flourishing overflows. And for the follower of Jesus, we can confidently say this longing for a world made new is coming. Because, that's not just because I'm saying it, I'm just a man. We can confidently know this because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. It's coming, for he is coming again. See, church family, these longings for a new life, for a new power, for a new world, they're only met in Jesus. The gospel says yes and amen to all of these fundamental longings. And as this new year we're in causes these desires to sprout in new ways, don't run from these desires. You were created for them but rather press into these longings and let them, let them force you, let them compel us, let them push us towards, let them cause us to run to the one who can actually deliver on them. And again, his name is Jesus. Jesus is better. Jesus is better. He is better than a day one reset for he alone gives a new beginning. He gives new birth and he gives new life. Jesus is better than self-improvement resolutions, church, because he alone gives true renewal, true redemption, and true life. Jesus is better than the hope of 2023 because he alone is bringing the promised new heavens and new earth where he will one day make all things new. That's good news, amen? That is good news. Jesus is better. So in closing, in those last couple minutes we have, what do we do with this? What do we actually do with this today? So here's the thing. Our, our habits and patterns for 2023, they're either going to nourish us and encourage us and compel us towards the things we're talking about today or they're going to drive us further away. So if we want to experience what we're talking about, if we want to experience new life in Christ, offered to us, then we need to establish habits and patterns that actually nourish this. If we want to know Christ's new life, the first point we're talking about, if we want to know Christ's new life, then we need to know him. If we want to know Christ's life, then we need to know Christ. Get in his word daily. I was inspired by, Jose did an Instagram post, uh, and it, just the, the call to get in the word daily. Would we be that people that get in the word daily? Would we pray? Would we communicate with Christ? Would we learn from God's word? And would we communicate with God through prayer? Would we be part of his community, the church? Like I said, community groups are starting up here at the end of the month. Would we get into a community of people that are going to spur us on, that know us, that love us, that point us to Jesus, that, that love us enough to put an arm around our shoulder and a finger in our chest? Like, do we have people that know us and love us and point us to Jesus? Would we get in a community? Would we get in the word? Would we pray? If we want to walk in this new power being offered by Christ, then we need to meditate on the things of God. It's ironic, that song we sang, that kid's song. Filling our mind with good things. Renewing our mind. Again, praying, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Relying on the Spirit. Surrendering to the Spirit. Next week, we relaunch our Holy Spirit series, and we're talking about the Spirit within. The Spirit that empowers us. You don't want to miss it. And lastly, to, to nourish us towards this new world. To inspire us. To help us remember we got to know the story. we got to know the story. we got to know the Bible. Would we open the word and know it? As church family, we got to know who we are. 
We gotta know whose we are. And we gotta know where we're headed. We gotta know the story in which we are a part of. Let us get in the word. Would we be a people of the book? The church family, in 2023, would we be a people marked by knowing Jesus, experiencing his power and finding our place in his story? Let's be a people marked by this. Let's be families marked by this. And let's live lives marked by this. We have new life. We have access to new power. And a new world awaits us. So let's spur one another on to remember it and live in light of it. Amen? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you are better. We praise you that you offer new life. We praise you that you offer a new power to really change. And we praise you that a new world is coming. We thank you that you're the one who sustains all things and that we don't have to rely on grit or willpower, but you actually offer us the ability to endure. Thank you. Lord, I pray for those who have not yet made the decision to follow Jesus and experience new life that they would today. That today would not just be a day one reset for a new year, but it'd be a day one reset for new life. And Lord, for those of us who do know this, Lord, help us to live in light of it. Help us remember who we are. Help us remember who we belong to and help us remember what awaits us. Help us to live in light of it. Lord, we need you. We love you. We thank you. And on this first day of the year, reorient us, recalibrate us, and help us remember what is true, good, and beautiful. And all God's people said, amen. Church family, it is good to be together on this first day of 2023. So I'm gonna invite us to stand because we're gonna take a time to respond now. As we say often here, the gospel, the, the, the proclamation of God's word, what we do together when we gather is not advice to just take it or leave it. It is good news to be lived in light of, to be obeyed. And so we're just gonna take a time to respond. We sing, because we talked about earlier, Jesus is worthy of all praise. We have a time to, to pray. Uh, if, you, if you need prayer, there's gonna be people in the back that would love to pray with you. We're also giving, you heard about that. We give in response to Jesus giving his life for us. Everything we have belongs to Jesus and we give back. But then lastly, we take communion as a way to remember what makes any of this possible is Jesus' death and resurrection. So what we're going to do now is we're going to dismiss you to go to the tables. And we can even just start moving now towards the tables to get communion. And we are going to, this morning, close our gathering by singing a song and taking communion. But the song we're singing is unique. It's a song my family has sung for years together. And it's set to the tune of All Lang Syne, which is a song that we know well around New Year. But the song's called All Glory be to Christ. We say all glory and dominion and power belongs to him. That he is the fulfillment everything New Year longs for. So I just want us as we sing this song, which will be new to almost everybody, but you'll know the melody. I'm just going to invite us to hold that bread and hold that cup. Meditate on these words and remember that Jesus is better and that all glory belongs to him. So let's just take a minute, prepare our hearts, and then Casey and Meredith are going to lead us in this beautiful song.